0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Find Your Strong podcast with me, your host, Christine Chessman, not cheese, Chess. (laughs) I am a non-diet strength and mobility coach and I work with women over 40 to help them repair their relationship with movement and take up space in their bodies and find what works for them. You're joining me today for a little treat. I say that every week. But today you've got me all to yourself. It's a little solo episode, and it's all about how I hand my relationship to fitness and movement. And you know, what I would say is that really I haven't yet. So <laughs> full disclosure. Um, it's a work in progress for me. Um I spent many years with a very disordered relationship to food and movement. Um, going through anorexia, which you know morphed into binge eating disorder, bulimia, laxative abuse, moving on to body dysmorphia, and and then a disordered relationship to movement. So I've really been through the ringer, <laughs> um, and it's only only in the last few years that I would say I have a much better grasp and a much better handle on um, my relationship to movement and it is a much more positive one movement now brings me joy I fuel my body uh, for the movement that I'm doing rather than using uh, movement as a punishment to work off my food to burn off my food and my calories so but it's it's taken some time and I just wanted to share with you some things that I had learned along the way Um, And you might not be coming from, you know, an eating disorder background, but maybe you've struggled. You've been a chronic dieter. Maybe you have struggled with your weight. That's often something that I hear. Uh, Maybe you're just not very happy with the body that you have. Maybe you struggle with body image. Maybe you don't connect to your body. You have no sense of that connection to your breath or to your core. and You don't understand what that means maybe you feel a bit dissociated from your body. So if you're anywhere along that spectrum, you are welcome here. You are very welcome here. And I hope this episode resonates with you. So I just wanted to start and, you know, I've got this written down because otherwise I would blabber all day. (laughs) Um, So it's called How I Heamed My Relationship to Movement. And I've got a little guide, which is basically my simple guide to intuitive movement. And I want to share with you what worked for me. So I start every day now with a check-in and it's, you know, you might really struggle with this at the beginning and you might not really know how to tell what your body wants or how you're feeling. And that's totally normal. Um, I still struggle in certain days. I often get it wrong, but it's a learning process and it's all okay. So I start with a daily, I say three minute check-in to my clients, but to be honest, it's probably more like one minute when I wake up. And I have a basic schedule of movement because I, you know, I love a bit of strength training and, you know, I'm age 47 and it's really, really important, especially to prevent osteoporosis and just to pursue longevity and to stay as independent as long as I can. Strength training is really important for me. So I have a basic schedule that I follow, but on any given day, I wake up and I tune in so Today, I woke up and I thought, I actually feel really tired. I'm absolutely exhausted. So I'm going to do a 20-minute Pilates uh, routine or session. And I found it on YouTube. And it was just what I needed. I did not need to be lifting very heavy weights or really pushing my body. I wanted to feel that connection to my body and I also wanted to be kind to myself. So I made sure the environment was conducive to movement. I made sure I lit a candle. You know, I made everything nice. I put blankets down, made sure that I had a glass of water and that I was comfortable. And that's something maybe four or five years ago I would never have entered my head. I'd be like, what can I do that will burn the most calories? So that's number one, uh, your three-minute check-in. So I'll say one minute to three-minute check-in. Number two is asking yourself. If exercise had zero impact on my body size or what my body looked like, would I still move in the same way? I'm sure there's quite a few of you out there who would not move in the same way and maybe would change that up. And certainly for me, you know, I always sort of said I was a runner at my core, a lover run, but I ask myself, why am I running so much? And to be honest, for me, I thought it burned the most calories and it was the most efficient way that I could see that I could maintain the size that I was and eat what I wanted to eat or to really allow myself to eat and I asked myself if I really enjoyed it and I wasn't sure so I took a step back I took a break from running I deleted Strava I deleted all my trackers and took a break and really thought did I miss it if I did miss it, what did I miss about it? What was I looking for when I went running? What did I enjoy about it that wasn't to do with the calorie burn? And for me, I now I do run again. I've come back to it, but not in the same way. So I only run maybe a couple of times a week with friends. And it's not something that I need to do every day. And it brings me joy when I do it, but I take it slow. I don't push myself. And so I find that balance with running but it has taken me time so that's for me it's asking yourself would you move in the way that you're moving currently if exercise had no impact on what your body looked like um and the third one is detoxing your feed so um i surround myself absolutely surround myself with non diet fitness professionals and with people that kind of follow that same ethos, um, I do not follow fitness professionals who promote calorie deficits um, or that really promote, you know, the no gain, no pain, no gain mentality. That is not for me. Um, I call bullshit on all of that. Um, and as Missy Bunch always says, no pain is actually a fantastic goal and a great outcome. So, So I surround myself with people that make me feel good. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love a challenging kettlebell workout. That is my thing. And there's a number of people on there on Instagram, that was which is where I hang out, that produce amazing content. But if I find the content they're producing in any way triggering or upsetting to me, I unfollow. So it is just finding what works for you. Go through everybody on your feed. Who makes you feel good as you are? Not if you lose 20 pounds or 10 pounds or if you've got more toned abs or your arms are more toned. Follow people who now in this moment make you feel good about who you are, about how you work out, about how you move. And that has been a game changer for me. So moving on. What is your why? This is number three. What is your why for movement? And I tell you now, if it is just for weight loss or for weight maintenance or for changing your body in some way, that reason is not going to hold. So, you know, we cannot guarantee if somebody comes to me and says I want to lose a certain amount of pounds, I cannot guarantee that the movement program that I set for them will help them lose weight or cause them to lose weight, I cannot say that. You know, muscle, you might build more muscle, your body might change, absolutely, but I can't guarantee how. You know, we could all work out the same and eat the same and look entirely different. So for me, that is not a goal that I set for myself or my clients, because it's a goal that you're constantly chasing a body type that might not be yours. So for me, I just ask clients to think about what their why is apart from weight loss or what their aesthetics or what their body might look like. You know, there's so many reasons to work out. You know, it can boost brain health. Let's think about that. Um, It can boost mental health. So mental, physical, it can boost cardiovascular health. You can maintain you can maintain muscle mass, bone density. You know, as women, we lose muscle mass and bone density and like at an accelerated rate post-30, 35, 48, you know, especially when you're hitting perimenopause, it is something that we need to consider. Exercise can just make you feel better. It can take you out of your head and into your body. And can really help you sort of reconnect. And it can be a social thing. You can meet friends. There's so many reasons, so many reasons to move that do not include aesthetics. And these are reasons that, you know, will promote longevity and that will help you live a more, I I don't know, a, a more full life, you know, and And just be able to go out, socialize with your friends, feel better, feel fitter, feel stronger, feel more resilient, more robust in your body, you know, not fall as much. We'll work on balance, we'll work on, you know, the visual and vestibular systems. There's so much to be gained from movement in all its forms, none of which have got anything to do with aesthetics or maintaining a certain weight. I'm going to move on. (laughs) The next one for me is finding the joy. Okay, so this sounds a bit tweed, doesn't it? It's like, "Mm, joyful movement, joyful movement. I'm going to caveat with, movement does not have to be joyful in the moment. Okay, so even though I'm an intuitive movement coach and non-diet, I don't set, you know, aesthetic goals, I like a hard workout. And the workouts I do don't always feel absolutely amazing when I'm in the middle sweating and chucking kettlebells around. But, oh, my goodness, do I feel good afterwards? And, you know, I check in. Do I feel good the day after? Do I feel more energized? Um, And, yes, so and that's another thing about checking in. If you do feel absolutely wiped out for the whole weekend, if you've done a workout, then maybe it's not the one for you. But if you feel really good after a workout, but maybe the joy is not quite there during the workout, to me that's still joyful movement. But that aside, so, you know, hard workouts aside, I really had to ask myself what I wanted to do. Really, what would joyful movement look like for me? And it was about getting curious because it's something I'd never really asked myself before. So what I did was I did a bit of pole fitness. Um, I find the most amazing teacher. Um, You can follow her at Vixen Pole. Um, On Instagram, she is amazing. I'll put it all in the show notes. But she, I loved through working with her, I realized that, you know, maybe the dancing side wasn't so much for me being from a Presbyterian vicar's daughter background, slightly repressed. I say slightly, incredibly repressed. I struggled with that aspect of it and, and letting myself be really free to move. But what I loved was going upside down on the pole. I loved the gymnastic element of it. And since then, I have been working on kind of handstands, rolling around bars, doing all of that great stuff. And it is something which brings me a huge amount of joy. So anything with a headstand, anything with twirling around the bars, anything going upside down, I am there for it. (laughs) And that's something I never realized before, because why would I do that? It's not going to burn very many calories. It's not going to make me look a certain way. And so now my goals are to do a handstand for over 30 seconds without being against the wall and, you know, just being able to be more confident in in that handstand and feeling good in a headstand as well. So that's mine. What is yours? So this is, I want to give you that permission to have a real think about what maybe you enjoyed as a child and you've not done ever since because why would you? Because it's not going to shrink your body. If you bring that out of the equation, what would you actually like to do? What would bring you joy? And how do you want to feel when you move? Do you want to feel energized? Do you want to feel distracted? Do you want to get into your body and really connect to your breath and your core? Do you just want to feel strong? Do you want to feel just more alive? You know, there's so many things. Ask yourself, how do you want to feel when you move? And remember that nobody knows your body like you. So I'm a fitness instructor. I'm a PT. I'm a Pilates teacher. I do not know your body. I know my, getting to know mine, I don't know yours. I can guide you. I can give you instructions, but I do not know how they feel. I can give you cues, but I do not know how they feel in your body. And any instructor that tells you that they know how it feels in your body, run a mile. (laughs) Just to let you know. So I am going to end with my top takeaways. You cannot fail intuitive movement or joyful movement. You cannot fail. So it takes time and it's a lifelong practice. You can't get it wrong. So if you decide to do a workout that's intense and then you don't feel good afterwards, learn from that. Write it down. Make a note. Make a mental note. Um, But you can't get it wrong. It's not a diet. It's not a hardcore fitness regime. It is simply a lifelong movement practice. And exercise is a celebration of what your body can do. It is not a punishment for what you eat. So fuel your body for the movement that you are doing. And that means eating enough. So a number of women that I see are overtraining and under eating. And they're actually not getting the results that they want to get because their bodies are so fatigued and burnt out. So just remember to fuel your body for the movement that you're doing. And the last little thing, if we all exercise and eat in the same way, we would all look entirely different. Genetics is a huge role to play. And with that, I want to say that I really just want to say that keep doing what you're doing. You do not have to love your body now. But just for today, try and tune in and ask yourself what you need. And just for today, choose to show your body some kindness. Lots of love to you all.